Hey everyone, this is Sibu Mabena, your favorite fixer. fixer. And you're listening to my top, top 10, 10 at 10, 10 on Kaya 959. On the street, on the air. Hmm, somebody's chopping onions in here. <laughs> Hello, Nisi. Hello, Uncle T. How are you? I'm crying. Why? Because this is so special to me. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you. Um, to say I'm proud is an understatement. Um, more than anything, you are... I think the reason we all need to be brave, you showed us how. So those tears should be the tears to say, Sibu, thank you for being brave. Thank you for encouraging us. Um, you know, thank you for being a mirror. You've been doing this a long while. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, so it's great to have really strong examples of what black excellence looks like and that is all we are chasing we just Uh, want to be excellent and we want to show other people that it's possible to be black and excellent um you know because we are part of something way bigger than us oh yeah this girl gives me flowers she walks in she's (laughs) my guest i'm supposed to be giving her flowers she gives me flowers i mean you're giving me the proverbial flowers right you're giving me flowers on this platform so mine was to say uncle t here are your flowers whilst you're still alive. Thank you. I didn't get to do it with Uncle Bob yeah, when he was here. Yeah. Um, so here you are. I'll take. I'll take. You're I'll take in them the gap. for the both of us. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. thank you, and I'm gonna stop crying now. <laughs> we're here on the best tea in the city. Oh yes, <laughs> girl. We spoke about this, and I said when you walk into that building, you must be here. Let's celebrate and. Look at God's timing. Mm. On the eve of Women's Day, mm. you walk in into a building, your building. Wow, I didn't even think of that. Wow. On the eve. Wow. This on this is this is a day when Abu Sophia, the brain, and all of them were, were like, you know what? Tomorrow <laughs> we are walking. They were plotting to change our lives forever. Oh, wow. You have multiplied. Yes. Jesus. I come here as one, but I stand here as 1,000, right? Come on now. Thank you for acknowledging that. Yes, we have a building, an oasis for African creativity to flourish. Come on. A beautiful landmark in the center of the richest square mile in Africa, you know. <laughs> um, and we had to be brave about it. We had to go out and say we're going to landmark ourselves as young creatives who just want to do great work and get paid for it. Um and you know when everyone is saying no why would you buy a building people are moving to working from home yes you yes. know this thing is it's it's elephants it's sitting ducks look at all the empty buildings and i just into it just do it we have yeah. to landmark ourselves and when people drive past that building on their way to work or to wherever they're going they get to see that yo there's some black people who did that and what's stopping us from doing what we want to do we need to know where it is exactly because I'm just going to drive by today. <laughs> just for the, you know, for the heck of it. No, I mean, the security is good, so I can't say where yeah, it is. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Number we 20, n- Republic Road in Bordeaux. Um, Republic is, you know, it's that, it's that blue strip on the Monopoly board. That's right. <laughs> that expensive. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> so, it's the address, man. Um, it's It's... It's where it's placed, it's positioned um, close to some of the biggest companies um, on the JSE, you know. And sure. whilst we're just 
a creative agency and we're just doing really great creative work, we're centering ourselves around some of the best and we're saying we're going to grow to be even bigger than what we are today. Um, and it starts here. It's, we've been renting for a long time. And um, saying, oh, my stand demand, just think Dylan, my issue that are <laughs> a little bit bigger than I expected. But um, my people have a home. Our clients have a home. Um, the people in the industry, all the people we work with have a home. They can come and just mm-hmm. be with us and really do cool things and get paid for it. Allow me to ask an uncle question and just answer it straight, okay? Mm-hmm. How old are you? 32. Thank you. Now, political science. Yes. Graduate. Yes. Right? And with international what what? From the University of Victoria. Creative? Yes. Before that, come COVID, you're like, wait a minute. There are people who need us. Mm-hmm. I need these people too, but mm-hmm. tenderance can go can can go a long way, you say. Oh yeah. <laughs> After that. We're going to go to each, by the way. Jeez. After that, you are the engine that brought to life Kaspar Nyovis' idea of filling up stadiums. Oh, Right? After that, the Grammy Award winning, internationally acclaimed, Gosinati Mapumolo, a.k.a. Black Coffee, says, music is king. You're like, bring it here. <laughs> wow. What the hell, Sibu? I mean, what the hell, Uncle T? Exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> what's with this girl? Um, is it is it timing? Is it you immersing yourself? In, how do they even get to know about your brains in this space? Oh, it's been a combination of, I think, being ready to meet the opportunity. Come on. Really great human beings recognizing, um, you know, that fire in me and giving me an opportunity. Um not not wanting to say no i forced my way into casper's fill up oh wow <laughs> by the way okay um and i'll tell you the story around yes. that but it's it's really all just been papa mixed with it's <laughs> bindi mixed with desire mixed with um an obsession with achievement mm. i i think i got obsessed with that feeling of okay this is what it feels like to fill up the dome and sell out tickets before the show starts with sure. music is king it was incredible working al- alongside butnati to be like okay here's an idea and he actually says okay that's cool let's do that wow. so just having that kind of trust relationship with some of the biggest talents yeah. in the world yeah um and wanting to respect that and wanting to make sure that I don't disappoint people who've put their trust in me. Yeah. So that's that's kind of been the cycle. It's <laughs> putting myself out there, <clears throat> making sure people can find me. And then when they do find me, I throw everything and the kitchen sink at it. Something that holds us back, and this is why I say you are a living example. Fear. Right? Doubt is one thing. Mm. Fear is paralyzing. Mm. I'm sure you had those moments. Yes. Um, Fear of disappointing people. Fear of failing people. Fear of, and I think this is now at at a psychological and human level, of negative feedback or negative backlash. Um, That's been one of my driving forces to say, how do I avoid people having a negative experience on me? Yeah, yeah. Um, besides that, I think 
the 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 fear of you know failure and all of that not so much yeah because we can pick up and start again sure. you know my name is Sibuyile and wow. i think we are back i'm constantly yes boomeranging boomeranging back yeah so it's it's that fear that is not necessarily playbook fear but rather about the people that i serve about the people that i serve with um and the people who are someone can listen to this and say you are people pleasing 100 percent because i don't why is that not a negative i i believe that ubuntu i believe that kindness i believe that um existing with and for and by others is the rent we pay for being on earth come on now so people pleasing I am pleased when people are pleased because I know that is what God is pleased with I am the child with whom he is well pleased because I exist to use my gifts to use my talents to use my networks and my ability to make sure that other people's lives are also enriched as mine as as mine has been where does this come from Duma it comes from my family my father was an MK Um, he you know left his family he left my older sister when she was two um, left his sisters who he was taking care of his brothers left his mom and he went into exile to take up arms to liberate our people mm. my mom had to follow because she was suffering the brunt of being his wife that's right um, and she went and she did what she did in exile and I think it's I think it's that history that has informed my existence in that I don't live just for myself Sure. My parents were living for other people, people they didn't even know, people that they could have died in exile and they no one would have ever known. Yeah. No one would have ever been able to thank them. Yeah. So some of the things we do are thankless jobs, you know, um, because unfortunately that could be your purpose. We see it as unfortunate, mm-hmm. but fortunately for me, I was able to draw from that and the rest of my family, like my older sister is such a selfless human being. We're always saying, because <laughs> and yeah, yeah, <laughs> her cup keeps running, running over. Because the more she pours out, the more gets poured back into hers. Sure. So it's it's the upbringing, it's the family, it's the people that I get to call the Mapenas, the Matalanes, the Mabuzas, the Zwanes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why Duma Collective? Yeah, so it, I was being really random, by the way. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> my surname is Mapena. I just discovered Itagaz and I was like, oh, Mbutuma. Okay, that's a cool name. Yeah. So I took Mbutuma. I said Mbutuma Communications and I registered my first company. Sure. And my email address was Mapena at Mbutuma.com. I was like, yeah, my surname at my Itagaz.com. I'm going to be, you know, really revolutionary about it. Oh my God. <laughs> and then people like, couldn't actually catch on to the name. I couldn't build a brand around it. People were calling it Mabuduma, Mubuduma, Sibu's uh. company. So I, I just got upset one time when a black person, a black client, just couldn't say the name. So you know what? This has to change. Um, and I heard something on radio about in Russia, Duma means a leader. Oh, okay. Very random. Yeah. And then I was like, Duma. And there was a big billboard on the N4 that said, um, what was it? Something about Izululia Duma, right? Okay, okay. And it just, this Duma word kept coming up. I said, okay, Mbutuma. Duma is a derivative of Mbutuma. Mm-hmm. Let's add the collective to it because it's a collective of ideas, a collective sure. of brains and, you know, people. So Duma Collective came from that. Then I registered that. So that was my second company. And Duma Collective just picked up. People were able wow. to really adopt it and take it in. And we've built a brand around Duma Collective. First client. 
of Duma Collective because we never we can start we can do whatever we can be at the <laughs> highest of echelons but there's always this one client that says okay newbie wow I'm gonna trust you with my brand okay um so the first people I invoice let me say as Mbuduma yes I invoiced 90,000 rand to a company called Global Access okay where I was doing research political science. Oh. I was doing research for them um, for the Gauteng Legislature's 20-year anniversary documentary. Oh. And because I was doing voiceovers for F&B and APSA stuff when I was just in my university, yes. they were like, hey, you're a graduate in politics. How's about you come and do this project for us? And they asked, do you want to get paid weekly? Do you want to get paid monthly or whatever? And I said, you know what? I'm actually going to register a company so that you guys don't tax me 28%. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wasn't evading tax, please. I pay my taxes. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I registered a company, Mbutuma, yes. and then my bank account, and I invoiced 90,000 Rand. And then my second client after that was MTV. What? I did a street marketing job for them through social media because I was an early adopter of Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. and Instagram and all of that. So uh, we started something called Twitter Armies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lots of fun, making things trend forcefully. Yeah. And um, street teams with flyers and T-shirts and that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. So I invoiced 300,000 rand to MTV Base. What? And I was able to do that because I had a company, I had a bank account. Sure, sure. And I had 90,000 rand to fund the project whilst yeah. I waited 30 days to get paid. Yeah. So it was a, a series of being ready to meet the opportunity mm-hmm. and also just being hell-bent on working with companies the way companies need you to work with them. Yes. I didn't want to lose out on opportunities because, oh, I'm a freelancer. Uh, oh, I don't have capital. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, corporate South Africa doesn't have time for your talent if you can't deliver on the job That's according right. to their rules. That's right. You can be the most talented individual. You could have mm. the greatest mm. idea. But if you don't have the money to deliver on the job and wait 30 or 60 or 90 or 120 days to get paid, they're moving on to someone else. So, it, it yeah, Global Access, first... MTV base second. While this ninety thousand rands gets paid, where are you staying? Are you still with parents? Are you in your own, on your own? I'm staying with my dad, and oh. I'm sleeping on his couch. You know why people say that I slept on my father's couch? <laughs> I rarely slept on my daddy's couch. <laughs> I literally slept on my dad's couch because my dad, um, in his mature years, he's just like, I don't need a house, I don't need a garden, I don't need that trouble. Um, so I'm gonna move into an apartment, two bedroom apartment. But I had a, a little brother, baby sister, so I slept on the couch. Yeah. Um I was taking taxis with three hundred thousand Rand in my account. There was actually a time I had a million Rand in my account and I was what? giving dicks. And it was because I did feel like, okay, this is the company's money. I'm gonna pay myself a salary. <laughs> At that time it was like eight thousand Rand a month. Mm-hmm. Um until I could save up to afford a car. And my first car was a Ford Figo. And I insisted it was going to be an automatic. That's right. Because I was not going to be driving no <laughs> yes. manual in four ways traffic. So <laughs> said I'm going to save and save and save until I can afford. Um and I was very frugal about my spend you know i'd cut my hair i didn't want to have a six thousand rand brazilian weave and really takes a north for me the the priorities were not going to be sure. making sense to me i'm i'm so, i'm outstanded by the discipline thanks i mean i have i have had my fair share of splurging not sure but you know what in the beginning <laughs> in the beginning of things here you are you have no one else to answer to yeah but yourself you could have easily bought Whatever car, yep. or even that Figo at that moment, but I you still it. decided no. Yeah, because of the like the fear of 
disappointing people. You know, um, Jean Dimitri van Dijk, who was the marketing manager at MTV Base, gave me an opportunity. And had I squandered that opportunity, squandered the money, then he must go answer to some white people somewhere in the rest of the world. Sure. Now someone else is put in trouble for my decisions. I would prefer that he goes and answers for greatness. And they say, come and show the rest of the, yeah, 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 the, yeah, the yeah, business yeah. how you did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, that's what happened. We were able to do some really amazing things and set sure. some really great best practices because he bet on the right horse. That's amazing. Is that why Fetch Your Life? Oh, what a beautiful song. Prince KB and Msaki, thank you for penning that because, um, yeah there's so much to do there's so much life to live life is long life is short but life is long yeah and in this long life there's so many things to achieve so many things to enjoy so many moments to savor and fetch your life just it, it feels like the soundtrack of life hey everyone this is Sibu Mabena your favorite fixer and you're listening to my top 10 at 10 on Kaya 959 on the street on the air all right <laughs> you should see the chaos in the studio here. <laughs> the effect you have on others. Um, we have a colleague. She joined us as an intern. She's part of the team now. She walks in and she can't. She's besides herself. Why? Because Sibuma Pena is in the building. Oh, that's crazy! And the fact that her mom called her to tell her I'm here. Hey, go see her. There's that person. And Mashodi, uh, our Kaya TV lady, like drags her in. Oh. But this is not the first for you, is it? You, ha- you, 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 you have met a few people. I have. And it's, it's a privilege every time to be reminded that um, <laughs> I'm seen. And that's, that's why I cried earlier. Yeah. Because I, I think in a world where there's so many people, uh, you know, so many people, big people so many achievers so many stars standing out is not easy yeah. and standing out for the right reasons yeah, yeah, yeah and and also to be recognized for doing what i set out to do which is what is right um were you deliberate about that but you were like i know what i'm in this for or yeah at 16 i started a dance team of girls um it was called fly nation and i really just wanted to have a bunch of girls who are able to become known for something other than how they look um how they dress who they sleep with because at the time i was you're not popular if you're not popular with the boys that's right and it really really irked me so i just said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna find a way around this and we're gonna do some really cool things and the team was called fly nation it was 24 of us um 24 24 young girls in between grade eight and matric. Actually, we even had my best friend now. She was a first year at the time, I think. Um, We got to compete overseas. You know, we got to compete on some really cool urban dance scenes. And that's that's also where a lot of this plugging and connecting of artists to events, events to, um, you know, brands came from. But yeah, as as the head of Fly Nation, my mission was we're going to do well at school. Because dancing is the first thing your parents will take away if you're failing. That's right. So books, we're going to be great. And we're going to be great on the dance floor. And we're going to inspire other young girls who come up after us. So it's really, it's been deliberate because, and I think it's, it's a, 
in not insecurity because it's it's not an in, mm. something I'm insecure about, but I wasn't the most beautiful girl at school. I wasn't the most popular girl at school, but I was very hardworking. I was very um, ambitious, driven, and I just wanted to be around other people who were like me. Mm. So when a young girl like Maran comes in here and she's excited to meet me, then it says I'm doing something right. Yeah. There's a story you said you'll come back to. How did you force yourself to the fill-up series? <laughs> Firstly, thank God for Tili Moila, who has been Casper's <laughs> manager for a very long time. Yeah. I was a bartender at the Sands. Um, bartender? I was a bartender. And hey, man, know, <laughs> yo, my life. <laughs> <laughs> A bartender at the stands because I was friends with um, a group of DJs, Cizwe, Dice, um, TVD, some really, really, really amazing people. Yeah. And they were DJs at the stands. So I would go there. And one time it clicked to me that, ah, these people are getting paid to be here. May I'm here to groove. Surely I need to balance the scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I went yeah. up to the guy who owned it, Alan, and I said, yo, Alan, um, you've seen me a couple of times. I'm always with these guys. Can you give me a job? And he's like, what are you going to do? I said, I'll bartend. It's cool because I was always talking mm. to the bartenders anyway. Yeah. And then he's like, cool, we pay 200 rand a day or per shift. Um, do you want the job? And I said, yeah, I'm here anyway. So that became the breeding ground for a lot of the relationships I have today wow. because only maybe a couple of months later did I clock the fact that brand managers event promoters artists djs are all coming into this space and if i want to be influential in the space this is where i create my networks this is where i show people my value i become of service and i become needed in their ecosystems so tili who actually brought casper to come and perform at the sands mm. i heard kushesha for the first time live yeah. at the sands wow. and casper was performing on a speaker when he still had the ponytail yeah what an interesting experience because Tilly would come during the week when I'm there and he's there to come and get his money from Alan and then he'll come and talk to me at the bar and we just, you know, sparked a relationship from sure, that. Sure. So now fill-up is happening and I was pestering Tilly like, yo, dude, I want to intern on this thing. This thing looks so dope. Um, I actually bought tickets for it, you know, in support because I'd seen what he'd been doing with Casper. Mm. And he was just like, dude, there's no job for you. I don't know what you can do here. Because also they weren't 100% sure about how to organize an event That's or what right. to do. But they had the presence of mind to get Formative, a company called Formative, <laughs> which is the one that is behind Julius Malema's rice. Okay. Oh, that, <laughs> is it? That entire production wow. um, is from a company called Formative. Gareth, wow. what an amazing okay. guy. And they were working on Fill Up the Dome. But I had an opportunity with MTV Base to go to the MTV EMA uh -huh. in Milan. Uh -huh. So the Europe Music Awards to go and shadow the creative director, which was something I negotiated into a job that they offered me when I was a service provider to them. That's right. Fine, went there. When I came, the day I landed, I dropped my bags off at home and I went to the dome. And I got to the dome early and I found Tilly and I said, Tilly, jet you lag and all. give me a job. There's no jet lag, it's Milan. Yeah, ah, so at least we are okay, still same okay, time zone. Same time, yeah. Yeah, fine. Yeah. And I said, you will give me a job in this here dome. Okay, he's like, oh, okay, fine. But he's not busy. I think about 30 minutes later, I found Gareth, the guy who was heading up the stage. And he's talking to Tilly about um, who's going to help with the quick changes. You know, we need to get Casper off the thing and into the harness in 30 seconds. Mm, blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. 
I have a dance background. Yeah. I come from, you know, knowing how to do the quick changes thing because we come from theater and all come of that. Come on, look at how these things come together So now. I said, Gareth, I can help you. And Tilly just looked at me. I was just like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> do what you need to do. <laughs> and that's how I ended up working on Philip because I then spoke to Spike, who was Casper's road manager at the time. I said, yo, dude, bring all the suitcases. I need to unpack, um, get his dressing room sorted. I was underwear on the floor, jeans, T-shirts, this, that. And that was the start of a really, really great relationship with the Bridge Entertainment team, Family Tree, Formative. And then we worked on Philip Orlando with that. Mm. I was able to bring more people onto the team, some friends in the industry for them sure. to come and experience stage management, talent, logistics, etc. And then for Philip F&B, I wrote the playbook mm. for how we're running talent ops. Um, I was also part of the just exco and the general organizing committee of the thing and because of my experience on other shows i was able to offer some really great insights but also the fill up intern search which was a crazy idea i threw into the, onto the wow. table and tilly and casper actually bought into it they were like you're actually crazy but whatever let's do it yeah. and we were able to get i think we got three thousand applications we interviewed a thousand people we narrowed it down to a hundred interns and those hundred interns got to work on the event and learned mm. so many mm. really great things and today some of them are working at some of the biggest companies in entertainment so it's those really great That's opportunities amazing. that i've exploited to the benefit of others but also for myself tell me about the impossible dream <laughs> i think the impossible dream is um the script for how my mind works okay you know i want to go where the brave dare not go yeah I want to I want to dream that impossible dream. I want to where people are saying no, I'm saying yes. Where people are saying the door is closed, God is saying the door's open. Um where people say go left, I go right. And I think that is what has gotten us to this place today as Duma Collective. It is dreaming the impossible dream. Hi right, guys. Any canning company that is listening to me right now, please call me. We need to can this girl and multiply her. <laughs> put her on shelves. As I'm concentrate that we can put into our drinks every single morning. I don't care how old or how young. There's still something to learn. You are inspiring. It's crazy. Thank you, Uncle T. We've been talking off air with uh, Sibu about me doing a podcast. And she insists that I must. If, I, if it has to do with music, yes. I insist. <laughs> <laughs> then we can unpack songs. And then he's all taking a ticket. I went. And then after I take out the ticket, I'm going to get there early and say, please, can I work on your podcast? Because <laughs> <laughs> that definitely is the theme of my life. Do you think I'm going to say no? <laughs> Hell no. Actually, I'm giving it to you now. Live on the air, on the streets. Right now. I'm committing, <laughs> I'm committing that should you say to me, Uncle T, this is where we're going. I've written the, bo the book, Pause, as mm. you know. Maybe we should call this podcast Play. Hmm, that's interesting. I guess about music. Yes, hey. actually. There's so much we can do there. Okay, this is a project and, and I think everyone should hold us accountable to it. Done. But see, by this time next year, we're reflecting on all that we have achieved with Play. 
This girl here owns her own success. You can never get away from corporate uh, politics. That's for sure. But you can learn how to navigate it for success. So don't miss out on the fifth hashtag. She owns her success workshop series. Learn how to fail forward and pick up the pieces of confidence. Plus, get an exclusive on how the best-selling author and founder of Girls Who Code, Rashman Saujani, uh, would be there. So watch her give tips on how to get back in the game after a win or a lose. So... Book your DG seat right now for the 17th and the 24th of August. Go to Momentum.co.za. Momentum, here for every woman's journey to success. And I've got a girl right here making big moves. Let's wrap it up after this. Hey, everyone. This is Sibu Mabena, your favorite fixer. And you're listening to my top 10 at 10 on Kaya 959. On the street, on the air. Morning, Uncle T. Um, I'd like to send a shout out to Sibu Mabena. Um, Sibuma Bena, her and I go way back. I remember we once had a conversation asking ourselves, how did we actually meet? Um, we call each other Cool Beans. So I'd like to just shout her out, Cool Beans. Um, you know, I've met her many years ago, and so today, when I bump at, when I bump into her at events, etc. It's it's still the same love, you know. Uh, she gives you the same love, same laughter. You know, nothing has changed through the the success and everything. She's remained humble and loving. Um, so I'd really like to shout her out and I'd really say congratulations on her success and mostly congratulations on her new home for Duma Collective. Kebanze. Together, what? Yeah, pro arte. I actually went to an art school. Oh, wow, that's so cool. That's so cool. We're not done with you, by the way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Uncle T, thank you for bringing this lady on. I am in a similar journey, and um, I'm actually driving to a potential client's um, presentation meeting. Um, one of the biggest banks in South Africa and I am just this little tiny small agency and um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I am ready to for people to hear my voice and my thinking um, and the team that supports me in all of this. So I'm really, really encouraged. This um, interview couldn't have come at the right time. I feel so geared up for this black girl. Go, 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 go. We're doing this. We're taking up Space. This is our time. Yes, I love this. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I hope she gets the bag she is going to pitch. I hope she gets it. You raised over a million rands via social media. We did, we did, and it was so fun doing it. I think that that was one of the mo- more um, purpose-driven times in 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 our lives. Myself, Lasizwe, Takis. Ayanda, um, well, we we really put our backs into it. <laughs> Ten rands can go a long way. Yes, and it took it went a very long way. Um, it's amazing to hear some of the stories of the kids who got to register, got to get into school, got to do what they, you know, really really wanted to with their lives. Um, and <laughs> it came with a lot of backlash. It came with a lot of uh, tears, you know, where. As a group of friends, we we did this so genuinely out of our hearts. We poured our own money into it, our networks, our time, missed flights, missed sleep, um, spent, you know, did a lot of things. And people 
turning around and saying, oh, you guys spent the money on mm-hmm. your own things. And it's just, you know, troll the, the trolling behavior on, yeah, yeah. on social media. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we know our hearts, we know our truths. Everybody that worked with us on that knows exactly um, what happened. And we even went as far as auditing it, mm-hmm. you know, so that we could prove to people that we did the right thing with what they trusted us with, ten rand, a hundred rand. Isn't it amazing that the naysayers they come up, they come up when something is going good. Yes, it's crazy, isn't it? It is, but ours is to kill them with kindness. That's right, and to to show them. Come on, before we forget, what is that address? One more time. Number twenty Republic Road, Bordeaux, We are going Frankfurt, there right Japan, now to take South selfies. Africa. Come on, <laughs> twenty Republic. Bordeaux, Santin, the richest quail mile in Africa. This girl has her own building. Mustand. <laughs> well, I'm currently in a JV with the bank until Oxalayo. <laughs> the bank was like, what? How do we say no? <laughs> yeah, actually. And they said approved. And the transfer was lodged. And then the transfer went through. And boom, the building was ours. Duma Collective. Duma Collective. Remember that name. Exactly. Angels are watching you, girl. Correct. I'm one of them. Thank you. Keep shining. Thank you so much. The best key in the city, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to midday, on Kaya 959. On the street, on the air.